I think we ready. I'm ready whenever y'all ready. I'm ready, y'all. Uh, we'll start the mother. Greetings, wrestling fans, and welcome to another action-packed card of All-Star Wrestling. Special edition. Shit. I'm, I'm, I'm so hyped for this episode that I'm starting the episode wrong. All right. Niggas <laughs> is back. <laughs> Niggas is black. As always, it's the Black Wrestling Podcast giving y'all wrestling from a nigga perspective. It's your boy Cal representing rockthedub.com, but you already know that. The squad is here, minus uh, the homie Math. Math is uh, taking care of some other business, but uh, say what's good to the people. Your ill fan seven out of your social media choice, aka fawn tables, ladders, and chairs. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're not watching on the YouTube, you're playing yourself. If you're listening, you heard you heard the laugh. You see the man. Uh this this pod's been a long time coming, I will say. Um it really has. It really I'm has. Trying. I'm 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 a little I'm a little disappointed it took us this long to make it happen, but you, you know what? Well this this is the thing. Like I I'm I don't even remember how long I've known this man. I I feel like, you know, because the uh hip hop media circles online, you know, you see somebody tweeting some funny shit, you follow, follow like, back. Yeah. And, and and I I but I feel like we were talking a, a couple of weeks back about uh you know when the like the culture and pro wrestling kind of linked Shifted. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I want to credit this man for really, you know, putting that stamp out there. Like, you know, wrestle rap was a big, a huge deal as a as a Twitter account. And I think when uh when you guys really started getting into the pod game, a lot of people started taking notice and and, and trying to move in those spaces as well. Um, but this man's got—I mean, that's not his only thing. You know, he he's been he's worked at many. A many media outlet. Um, he's currently talking sports in the morning. MSG. He's talking wrestling over at the Ringer. Um, he's he's talking hip hop and all types of shit with the homie Khaled. And he mm-hmm. also used to work at the WWE. We got some shit to talk about this week. Kaz, what's good with you, man? Welcome to the Black Wrestling Podcast. Cal fam, is it's good to be here. Um, like I said before the air, I try to keep my shoot interviews to a minimum. Because there's there's a lot to always talk about, but uh, I appreciate you what you say about Russell Rap, man. Like a lot of people, you know, what I'm saying like, uh, you know, it's it's I, I never really realized it until you really like put it out there that like you know, you know, shout out Emilio Spark, shout out Ernest, shout out you know the whole sort of collective that kind of started started that thing. But Big Vin, Mighty Vin, obviously. Um, but man, it's uh, it's been a long several. It's been several years since we kind of like started that sort of. Uh, I mean, shout out to Wale, obviously, always. But we, it's been several years since we kind of like started that sort of uh, you know point of view uh, as far as like covering wrestling and just talking about wrestling because we was all just fans of it. And you know, uh, it's 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 crazy to see how much that's blown up and Emilio's kind of taken it like took the, took the football and ran with it. And, um, you know, it's always been loved there. And uh, just seeing like so many more sort of like black, young, you know, people that just 
in, are into wrestling. Like it's not like a corny thing no more. Like it's not a, a weird sort of like, oh, you 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 watch wrestling. Like, like it's not it's not that no more because it was definitely that for a long time. But oh, wow. you know, we've we've all kind of seen just the the metamorphosis of um, how we all kind of like experience wrestling and, and and the way it permeates pop culture in so many levels that uh, you know it's not so off brand for someone to be like, oh yeah, I watch wrestling. Like I, I remember, like even if you don't watch it now, they'll hit you with the they'll hit you with one of the oh well you know I used to watch it back in the day. Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's not as it's not as weird as it used to be anymore. But um I really do appreciate the wrestle rap love and everything. And uh damn right man I really appreciate it. I uh there there's what's the one thing that sparked you know really trying to get you on the pod now was it was a tweet you made about uh you wanted you wanted to have the real Kenny Omega conversation. We'll get to that though. We'll we'll get to that in a moment though cuz the, the, what's cr what's crazy is the last couple of weeks like I don't want to say WWE hasn't been doing anything but it feels like a lot of the the pertinent conversation has been surrounding AEW and Impact. So uh, but yeah, we'll get to that in a minute cuz uh before we started recording, we have to uh, actually uh you know, say rest in peace to Tommy Tiny Lister Jr. Um, you guys, if you're Drip's age, you probably know him as Debo from Friday. Old niggas like us who who was watching WWE back in the day definitely know of him as being Zeus. Zeus, you know, holds bar beating the brakes, beating the brakes off of Hulk Hogan before it was That's cool. You know? <laughs> Love the shit out of him, man. <laughs> need need a. One of those, and, and it's it's crazy because you know obviously, I we I was mad young. I didn't know he was a fucking racist like that. I didn't know I didn't know he probably didn't want Tommy Lister being around his daughter and all that shit. <laughs> but uh, you know to see to see a black dude go because he was like crazy, just like I'm a. I had this. It was like the steel shit on his arms, yeah. the steel shit on his boots, and he was just beating Hulk Hogan's ass. I, I I might have to watch that movie this weekend just to see Hogan get his ass beat. Yeah, man. He had that wild cock eye, too. Like, he was just Michael like, oh, crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, that's that's one of my earliest memories of him, man. Like, I remember watching, eventually watching Friday, but like, oh, that's the dude who beat, beat up Hulk Hogan. You know what right. I mean? Like, I was super young, and Thanks. on top of that, like, you know, my, my man Josiah Johnson uh, incredible Twitter account, or a super funny dude. Um, you know, also mentioned like aside from all that, like anybody who's in LA knew that Tiny always showed mad love to everybody. One of the coolest people out there. So it's definitely a sad day today, man. You know, one of our cultural icons when it comes to you know get, getting deboed or you know any of that type of stuff. You know, so rest in peace, to Tiny Lister, man. Real sad day. Real sad day. Salute. I uh I, I don't want to sound like a promo guy, but uh I love we, a while ago, was it a couple years ago, fam? We 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 reviewed No Holds Barred on the podcast. And yeah. it, was so, it was so good that I had to cut it and make it its own thing. I'll I'll drop it in the link so uh people can review that amazingness. Damn, 62 years old. That's uh way too young. That's way mm -hmm. too young. Mm -hmm. and especially sound like 20, yes, I don't know what it's called. 2020 a cold whore, man. 2020 cold whore. Yeah, taking all our heroes this year, bro. I ain't fucking hey. with them, bro. Nah, uh, evil bitch, man. <laughs> hey, funny, phony. 
Mm. <laughs> Big facts. 2020, you a piece of shit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, look, I ain't gonna talk too crazy about 2020. There's a couple more weeks left. Nick, oh, facts, like, facts. Yeah, word. 2020. You, be good. Be good to me. I ain't do nothing to you. You, you the one out. taking everybody. I'm just trying to get out of here one piece, man. That's word. all that is. Big oh, facts. Yeah. Now, um, all right. So let's uh, let's move into this Kenny Omega conversation. But first, like, all right. So. I know fam. Fam's probably one of the few people that probably has access to access. I don't know it like access isn't a ch- I have to illegally download Impact to actually watch it week to week. Um uh, but Kaz, how familiar were you with Impact? Like were you how much how often did you watch Impact? Like on some real shit. On some real shit. All right, so I'm going to keep it a buck, right? Like I got a lot of friends at Impact. Like Moose is a good friend of mine. Uh nope. Chris Bay I met at the uh Wrestling with Stereotypes panel with Andreas Hale and, and Marty Bell and, and Willie Mack and Kenny Kenny King. Um, Rich Swan I've known for years. Like Rich Swan was literally like one of the first wrestlers I met with Wale Early. in Houston when uh man, funny, funny, it's crazy it's been this long already. Like there was a time me and Wale was literally just trying to get black wrestlers signed by WWE. Wow. Where we would, you know, guys like Ricochet, Paolo Cruz, Rich Swan, and, and Rich was one of the first people we met. And, uh, you know, we introduced him to Mark Henry. And, you know, things get, you know, you, you put him in front of each other. And then several months later, like, you know, deals deals get done. Wow. And, um, you know, it's uh, I watch a lot of Impact, caught a lot of heat from um, Peter Rosenberg. Uh, when I was doing the uh, Mass Man show with David Shoemaker, because I was on Twitter saying like, "Yo, we about to watch Bound for Glory as a family," and he was trying to play me like, he's like, "Fam, are you watching Impact?" And I'm like, "Bro, like I got like the Good Brothers; those are my guys. Like, of course I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Impact EC3. That's my guy. Like, I'm gonna, of course I'm gonna watch Impact. I'm definitely gonna support those dudes. So, um, I, I definitely watched it, and I'm I'm really happy." that they're getting this look right now, man, because, you know, Impact is always kind of like this, this like running punchline with a lot of people. But like, when you really kind of step back and look at it, it's like, all right, who came from Impact? A lot of people that I like, fucking yeah. Smoke Joe, AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. I mean, you know, Gail Kim, just so yeah. many dope wrestlers and dope moments happened in Impact. But, you know, we're, we're, a lot of us, not us, I mean, but you know, a lot of fans get the WWE blinders on. If it's, and if it's not like in a in a twenty thousand seat arena, people think it's whack. But it's not, man. I really fuck with Impact. Let me say this though. <laughs> All right, the top of the card is very very black, which I love. Right, which I love. Yes, yes. The bottom of the card. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot going on down there. Crazy it leaves, Steve. Leaves, leaves a lot to be desired. Crazy Steve. <laughs> crazy Steve. I'm glad AKA, Crazy Steve wasn't on this week. AKA Honky Shango. <laughs> that can't be the name of the episode. I don't think we can do that. I'll with that name, Honky Shango. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, like all wrestling promotions, not everything's perfect. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it, it, there's some enjoyable shit there. I'm not going to lie. Like, there's no definitely 
I like, but you know, like all wrestling, you could say that about the bottom of the WWE card. You could say that about the bottom of the AEW card. Like, there's always going to be some stuff that you like or some stuff you don't like. But for the most part, I'm like, you know, it's a solid show. Like, you know, I fuck with, I fuck with the X Division. Like, I like TJP. Like, I like, um, you know, who, I like uh, their their whole. They're, they're pretty. People don't give TNA slash Impact a lot enough credit for being like really innovative. And, you know, people kind of like low-key swagger jacking a lot of the stuff that started over there, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's not the cool thing to do. But, you know, I'll fuck with Impact, man. Like, they they put a lot of people on. I mean, I mean, think about it. Like, Young Bucks were over there for a time. CM Punk was over there for a little bit of time. Like, everybody's favorite, everybody's indie darling had at least a cup of coffee at Impact. So it's like, if you're going to try and, and shit on it just because it's not like, you know, the, the super high – production budget that that the other companies got it's like all right you're not a real fan of wrestling you're just trying to see what's what's popping but you know the rule the rule of thumb is don't nobody hate wrestling like a wrestler fan uh, the, look, look, bro listen I've said, this, I've said this for months i'm like and and i've said this on many podcasts the worst thing about wrestling is wrestling fans by far I love Well, I will say I, I do kind of wish that Impact could do something with the crowd. I feel like it. Yeah, they got to do something. It, like props to them because they, they, they're professional and they operate on in the program as if they were wherever they would normally be. But right. I, I, I just wish it, it wasn't like it looked like um, – the thriller, the boxing, the boxing event where it's yeah. like you got a ring and then it's just pitch black. I, yeah. I, w- I wish they like pipe in some crap, maybe have a couple of spots. I don't I, I wish there was something they could do to. Uh, they haven't to- evolved since the beginning of the pandemic and everybody else has and it makes them look crazy. Yeah, that's 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 the one thing. I mean, I, I'll give them this when it comes to impact. I think they benefited from the pandemic and, you know, as far as like talent. Because you know, with the big WWE cuts, I think most of the, the the more the more notable cuts ended up in Impact. But as far as like being able to put on like a doper show and you know at least feign the you know crowd excitement or something like that, like you know, there's only so much they can do. Right. Now I I did we mentioned how uh, it, it being a good look for them. I saw that they they did go up in the ratings it's not a surprise i think they were trending number one at one point yeah. on Twitter. they said they said like about like 700 700 000 something like that yeah. a big number for them very big number nice. I, think, I actually think they beat nxt this week which is crazy oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know i mean i don't I, know if I, that's, official. that's kind of sad because i will i mean aside from what well, the thing with this week's episode of impact which as I was watching, I'm like, you could tell that AEW is really trying to help them shine. Like, you know what I mean? Tony mm-hmm. Khan's doing bad comedy with Tony Schiavone. Um, <laughs> you know, they're going back to to Kenny Omega, and they, they were talking so much about Kenny Omega, you almost forget that they have a whole main event pay per view going on this Saturday. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and even, and even with the matches that they had on the show, the one match that I really did enjoy, obviously, was the one with all the niggas in it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't front. You know, there, there's something about Chris Bay, like 
when Chris Bay and Rich Swan when they did their back and forth in the beginning of the match, like it, it I felt like shit. I can't wait to see this, and I, I kind of wished that they. I, I I don't know everything that's going to be on the pay per view. I know that's a match, and I right. kind of wish that they had spent a little more time hype in the pay per view. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I get, I get what they're doing, man. Like you know, they they getting the big rub from from Omega and AW and cows and all that type of stuff, but. I mean, I think I've seen something, I read somewhere that this is the first uh, pay-per-view main event with two black wrestlers wrestling for the world title since 2001. Right. right. Booker T versus The Rock. Right. Which tells you a lot of (laughs) where the state of black wrestling is. So, you know, you'll be be hard-pressed to to find me uh, saying anything bad about Impact. And, you know, they got... They got some really good people behind the scenes, man. Um, my guy, uh, Robert, Robert B. Evans, um, he was he's one of like the head guys uh, booking over there, one of the head writers. And when I was over at WWE, he was kind of like a dude that like I had to shadow when I first got there. And he kind of like showed me the ropes around there. And he's a brilliant wrestling mind. Like he's the guy that was behind a lot of like the really dope Daniel Bryan Miz stuff behind a lot of like the really cool like women's division stuff when like they were just developing like Becky Lynch as the man and all this type of stuff. Like he's super duper talented and super smart. And like he's an actual wrestler too. And he quit WWE in the most fantastic way I've ever seen anybody or heard anybody quit anything ever. Cause I had just left maybe three weeks before he quit. Uh, he, <laughs> he was writing, um, <clears throat> let me remember the story correctly. He was writing the, uh, the, the, the hall of fame speech, uh, for Bret Hart. Right. Oh, I think wow. he was somebody and, when you're back there, when you're in Gorilla, you're kind of like, you know, there's a lot going on and you're in headsets and Vince is over your shoulder and not over your shoulder, but, you know, he's in his corner and like all this stuff is going on. And apparently he missed a big cue. I don't know what the cue was. I don't know what was was said. I think it might have been around the time where I think the um, what's the name? Um the revival. I think somebody tried to like jump Bret Hart or something or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it was a lot of craziness going on. But yeah, yeah. All I know is he messed up somehow. But it was nothing where like it was like a a, a crazy mess up. But he was already at the point that you know I'm not gonna let this dude like get the satisfaction of firing me right now. So he quits like right in the middle of Gorilla and <laughs> walks out <laughs> and, and like really tells Vince like Yo, I'm out. And, um, you know, that's he's aside from the juicy like backstage story, like he's a really dope dude, very like uh, very knowledgeable wrestling mind. And uh, knowing that he was at Impact doing a lot of things over there uh, made me really comfortable to watch it, especially like when they got that influx of, you know, WWE guys who got let go. The Eric Young is the Good Brothers, EC3s of the world. So, um, you know, there's some there's some solid stuff going on there because of him. Okay, hold on one sec. We got we got we got drip in with a stat. Drip got some stats. Uh, okay. NX, NXT had 659,000, Impact had 221,000. So, Impact did improve a lot by last week, but NXT still had second place. Impact didn't surpass NXT. Gotcha. Over, so, what I said, over one show. 
What, what, what I said was I, I saw that 659 number and somebody tweeted out a number that was like 700 something. And I think that might have been on Twitch. That's supposed to be a, that might be well, on Twitch. Yeah, they had different numbers on Twitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I might be wrong, but you know, that, that's, that's where I saw that from. No, and, they and had 50,000 on Twitch, 50,000 on Twitch. But they did. They, they I mean, they did. They did noticeably better. I think. I think their normal numbers are like it was under two hundred thousand. It might have been like one sixty or something like that normally. Okay. So, uh, you know, it, it was a big look. And you mentioned the um, shouts out there is Lockhart. He was he had shared um, that they, someone called it a fun fact about uh, you know two black guys because um, the homie of uh, at Violent Miracle they do some really dope merch over there too. And um, he had hit me and was like, yo. I know ROH had uh, there was one. It was 2016 at their SuperCard of Honor. They had Jay Lethal versus Leo Rush for the ROH World Championship. But I, that was not a year where they they did that on any type of pay per view. It wasn't even the main event of that card. I think uh, <laughs> the, the Briscoes or somebody was it, was. it was some tag team was in the main event of that SuperCard. And, uh, hey yo, I bet you, I bet you the Briscoes are a great tag team to travel if you want to know where the cop at. I can tell you a lot of people who who are good to travel with when it when it's time to come. When we cut you, when we talk offline, I ain't trying to mess up nobody's main event pushes. Nah, 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 because it's it's a question that I need to ask that I can't ask that you can't answer while we're recording. So I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna ask without, it without saying the name. Without saying the name, right? My first, <laughs> like my process of elimination. You can probably figure out who it is, but I'm not gonna say whose name is. Say it. I'll tell you offline. I think like my first. It was like my second or third week on the road, and somebody pulls me over the side. A a, a talent, a superstar, looks at me. He's like, "Hey, oh, you smoke?" I was like. Yeah, <laughs> we had we never had a conversation before. He just pulled right. me to the side. He's like, "Oh, do black rider?" Okay, looks at me. He's like, "Oh, he's like, yeah." He's like, "Yo, I had some I had some stuff left over. I couldn't get it on the plane. I figured you'd take it." Pulls it out of his pocket. That's me. And I was like, "And we have been we have been thick as thieves." Ever since. <laughs> That's my man, fifty grand right my there. Man, fifty grand. So yeah, that uh, there's there's definitely certain folks that will. Take care of you on the road. It was like risk legal now. It'll be all right. So, so my, <laughs> my question is is in, I guess that vein, but it may be, but you definitely can't answer this question. Okay. Um, do niggas say nigga backstage in the WWE event? I've always wanted to know this. Now I asked another brother that has been backstage at said events, and he said, "Hmm, <laughs> what? Huh?" Uh, and, then he, then, and then he threw the bounce pass. He was like, "Yeah, yo." So when uh when uh such and such went there, and then he did this thing, I said, "Yeah, that's dope." However, <laughs> I need to answer, my man. Do uh, niggas say nigga, and which nigga say nigga? If it makes it if it, to make you more, I mean, listen, nobody who could say who couldn't say nigga said nigga in front of me. Well, okay. that's why well, I, I I wasn't talking about people who couldn't. We, say Oh well, yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, amongst that's, that's, that's what they, I'm talking about. When they, when they saw me pull up there, like you know, and and be on some like, oh, like you, right? I was like, yeah. And then 
Obviously, what, what, you're, on the, you're on the road a lot. You're traveling a lot. After two, this is when SmackDown was on Tuesday night. Tuesday night was like your Friday night. You know what I mean? Like if it was a pay-per-view week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you get in town Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. By the time it's Tuesday night, SmackDown's over. Your hair's down. You're kicking it. You you at some party, some bar, whatever. Like and you know, like yeah, of course, absolutely. Like when we, when we amongst niggas, absolutely, we say. <laughs> Of course, you know, it's not, it's not as rampant as in, I guess, hip-hop media, but yes, yes, yes. Or, or this niggas, here podcast. Or this here podcast. Okay. Niggas was, was shared amongst amongst one another. But again, I guess my process of elimination, you can figure it out, but never. I'll yeah, never. 100%. 100%. It was um, yeah. Zack Ryder. Um, so- <laughs> <laughs> you were fucking stupid. Um, stupid. I, 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 uh, during, cause I, I'm, I'm still, we, we build into this Kenny Omega point. Cause, um, I didn't watch Impact Tuesday night. I didn't watch. My Tuesday biggest Tuesday. issue with Kenny Omega is that he, 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 he carries himself like he gets no bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, a, I have a big problem of, of my world champion needs to seem like he gets bitches. Like he just, about comic books. he just comes off so. Let me back up first. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Exactly. Unpack it. Unpack it. Eddie Omega, one of the best in-ring talents I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Bar none. Fantastic. Like, when it comes in between those four corners, not a lot of people get down better than him. Mm. That being said, Where? just when he's trying to be – and I guess this is part of his heel persona, and I guess this is what makes him a good heel – you know what I mean? Like he just comes off so just lame, bro. Goofy. Like he, goofy. he cuts goofy promos. He cuts like weird, just uncomfortable. Like he's just even the way he just kind of moves. I'm just like, have you like what did did you practice that in front of a mirror? Like there's no mm-hmm. way. Like you looked in the mirror and did all that and was like, "Yep, that's the way to roll." <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Some niggas got a Spider-Man number one. I got it. I, I got a whole issue with Colossus. They didn't even make the Colossus comic, but I had it. So now what? What y'all gonna do? What y'all? Jesus. I'm sorry. And even and listen, this is just a a way I've always looked at wrestling, you know what I mean? And and when it comes to like just sort of looking at what a top talent is, a top talent got to look like so, – my, my best barometer if a wrestler is dope is if my fiancé thinks she's dope. Because mm. my fiancé is like, you know, she'll, she'll watch with me, but not she always – not into it like that, but you know, like if it's a big show, like you know, she'll she'll get into it, she'll follow the storylines and you know, whatever. But like if she'll if she'll if she's passing by after just watching Love and Hip Hop or Real Housewives or whatever, and doesn't stop and ask who is that, right, right. Not not with it. You know what I mean? Like she'll stop, like if I'm watching NXT, sees Finn Balor pop up, but oh who's that? I'm like, yeah, that's what a world champion is supposed to look like. You got to look like you get bitches. You know what I mean? Like her favorite wrestler. And, it, and it's not like a body thing. It's not like a good look thing. Mm-hmm. My, my fiance's favorite wrestler is Keith Lee. You know what oh, I mean? Word. Like the first, the first time, you know what I mean? We, we was watching NXT. I think when the first AW NXT battles was coming on, she was like, 
who is this big black man doing all these backflips and shit? Like, I like, she's like, I like him. Like, right. he's fucking, he's, he's super dope. And like, you just, you just gotta have like a swag about yourself, man. Like, you don't, I mean, I'm not judging no, no other man's looks. I mean, like, that's, you know, whatever. Another shit. You know, but it's just it's a, it's a, it's a it's a genesis quad that you just gotta kind of have that you know world champions are supposed to carry themselves with. Like, look at the motherfucking tribal chief. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like that. Like I, bruh. Like he's he's supposed to be like it's supposed to be all that. And it's not even just like the looks or the way the dude you know carries himself, but it's like it's a, it's a swagger about yourself. Drew McIntyre, like he there's a swagger about him. Like even as he became world champion. That it's like okay, like he's comfortable. Like Kenny Omega just Kenny Omega makes me uncomfortable when I'm watching him talk. I'm just like, yo, I just want to watch you wrestle. Just get in the ring. Just, just ring the bell. Just ring the bell, man. Let's Shut the fuck up, right? Yeah. Like John Moxley, like you see him, and it's like there's a comfort about him. You know, what we I mean? also know his track record, and we and you know his. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, right. just be doing all that. Even like you know the Jerichos, the Cody, like you see people, and it's just you just gotta have that swag about yourself that's just confident. And maybe me breaking it down to like the minuscule, like Cody, you get Cody look like Cody look like he get bronze. Listen, Cody, 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 you gotta you gotta look at the tags and them suits, bro. Like them shits ain't cheap. <laughs> shits ain't cheap. <laughs> well, he, and, and he did also bag Brandy, so I mean, hey, he did, he did something right at some point. You know he's, what I'm he's, he's Dusty's kid, and you know, and you know them Dusty boys. You know they they oh, love them some sisters. So <laughs> talking right out they drawers. That nigga upgraded from Sapphire, though. God yeah, damn. Hey, hey. Oh no, my man. My man Davis, my, my man Davis, the drip man got he got a stat for. What's <laughs> the stat? Well, I think I think uh, well, real quick to talk about Cody, he was literally dashing Cody Rhodes for a while. That there whole you go. Yeah, he was. I get yeah, he was. bitches. He had the mirror on the jacket, but Ricky Starks. Ah! You see how Ricky Starks dresses? He gets bitches. Yeah. He used to, well, because we, um, I think, fam right. mentioned Ricky Starks. I believe. It, the, the pebble we were talking about it offline I mean, again we talk wrestling all the damn time yeah. and but we talked about it before on the pod how i mean his swag he he got he looks like the rock when the rock was really trying to be that guy Figure it out. World. yeah and every week ricky starks has got the fitted pants with no socks and the damn black shoes like and he he will beat you down in that yeah. shit but yeah. then he's going to the club afterwards. He's popping bottles with all the chicks out there. Listen, I, mean, I, I put it like this, man. If if you could pull up to Wale Mania comfortably, you could be a world champion. I'll put it like that. <laughs> like, and that is not Kenny Omega. Uh, and, the, and Kenny Omega. I mean, granted, I would love I would love for Kenny Omega to come to Wale Mania one year once yeah. the world gets back to normal or whatever. But it's Who's just. It's just yeah, prove me, prove me wrong, prove me wrong. You know, what I mean, like we've had, and no, no need to segue for for Wally Mania. Like I've, we've had everybody pull up there, everybody, and I've seen them in action. All right, <laughs> I've seen them in action. So work in like, the room, working, working the room. I've seen them all work the room, and certain folks I see, I'm like. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like it's it's 1 a.m. You know what I mean? The 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 open bars finished up. 
You know what I'm saying? Like people are just kind of stumbling oh. around and then and, and and you know trying to shoot their shots before the oh. bar closes, and it's like mm, that's what that's what I came to see. I like that. I like that. Imagine you know I mean? your favorite wrestler getting the jumper line, like, yep, I right. listen. <laughs> you know I mean? she like she got a couple in her. She she need one more in her. You know what I mean? I, I, I'll tell you, man. I feel like Wale Mania, even more so than Wrestle Rap, really brought the culture um, of you know hip hop. Just you know, what I mean, just 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 making wrestling a little bit more palatable to the mainstream um, more than the podcast because it's like. You know, shout out, shout out, Core Bauer. He was one of the first guys who runs MLW, who kind of like jump started it. But um, you know, it's especially the the last two. You know, in New York and and New Orleans. Um, you know, it was just so much like, you know, I'm in the midst of like, Duce Palooza. You know craziness where i'm like i could throw a party i'm like you give me a venue you give me something like you give me you give me three months i will show you the world you know what i mean and um the last two especially really put it over the top as like what we all wanted it to be when we first did it because you know back i think the first wrestlemania trip we all took was wrestlemania 31 it was me wale uh, my brother Emilio Sparks. Um, we went there, and we know me and Wale used to hit all types of events together. You know what I mean? And sporting events, but we were just wrestling nerds too. Like this guy's could he could hit All Star Weekend all the time, Super Bowl all the time, and all this type of shit. And then we'd go to WrestleMania weekend and be like, "Damn, like how come? You know how lit would WrestleMania weekend be if they had like?" those type of like Super Bowl all-star weekend events where it's not necessarily at the arena or, or access and none of that shit, but like it's just something popping that like we can all go to and kick it and like see a concert and party and get smacked and like, you know, it's a celebration. It's it's the Super Bowl of wrestling. Like why not, you know? And the last two years is when we really saw it come to fruition. And I feel like this year, Man, there was so many dope things planned, especially it was in Florida, Tampa. Everybody kind of lives down there. You know, we had True. some like we had a dope thing planned with like Jesus and Mero. We had a dope thing planned with Foot Locker. You know, what I mean, like we had so many incredible, incredible, um, you know, things that we wanted to come to fruition just to really drive home that like, you know, wrestling's getting blacker and more culture than ever, you know what I'm saying? And like it, it, New York, I'll, I don't think. I mean, man, I hope we get it. I hope we get a chance to one day. One day, but that that New York moment is just—it's hard to top. Yo, <laughs> so I'm hurt over New York still because Sparks, Sparks, legitimately like personally invited niggas to come up the road. Now, now, brother Math wasn't here today. Um, and myself, we're, we're in Maryland, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and and you know, Cal's up the road in Jersey, but he was the nigga was like, Yo, y'all come through, y'all good, go come through. through, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I was like, Fair, I'm not, I don't want to go up there by myself. My wife, my wife, Mrs. Fam, was like, Hey, look, I don't know what them niggas doing, just go, just go. Yeah, I was like, yeah. You missed out, you no, missed no, 100%. out. 100% we've had niggas come on here. We, we, we Sparks came on and told, talked about 
Mm-hmm. And then you sit there and realize that like Shad was there. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? You the uh, the, the the moment where MVP and that crying, and you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's there's so many moments <sighs> from that night. I feel like it'll be it'll be so hard to top because you know, what I mean, it was the last time we all got. To, I mean, it's sad looking back at it, especially like you know, given what happened with Shad. But like, it was still really cool that like we all, you know, New Day, a bunch of us, we all kind of talked about it later. Like, at least we all had that moment to kind of like be together and like love on each other for mm-hmm. that night. You know what I'm saying? And um, man, it was it was such an incredible night. You know, mixed with. That, like, looking back in the hindsight with Shad, you know what I mean? Seeing MVP pull up, Samoa Joe pulling up. Like, we're, like, in the midst of Kofi Mania. Right. I had just left the company. So, like, as soon as I'm, like, telling people about this event, it was it was a no-brainer. Like, everyone was, like, we all pulling up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was it was something, like, I'll never forget in my life. Like, I've done a lot of things in my, like, life and career. But, like, being able to being Sony Hall, like right smack dab in the middle of Times Square in New York City and do something that I know for a fact has never been done before that speaks directly to like my interest and my love and, you know, being able to fucking toast Booker T, bro. Like Booker T being the guest of honor and like fucking Ciroc sponsoring a toast for this dude where all of his his constituents and his homies are here and like, you know, he comes in like like royalty with his wife and then but everybody who comes in is like, "Yo, man, this this weekend's about Kofi. This weekend's about Kofi." And 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 the new day's not on the on the marquee. Like they're not on the flyer. Like nobody knows they're pulling up, you know? And but you, you know, can feel it in the air though. You could feel it in the. You, you could feel it. It was, oh man. I would. I would give anything to go back to that night, bro. Because mm. it was such a moment when they finally pulled up. Because they was doing. They was doing up, up, down, down, mm. doing the uh, the gamer tournament, and they're texting me the whole time, like, "Yo, we we coming, we coming. Just stick around. How long is it rolling? I'm like, "Yo, we got we got some time. Everybody's rolling." And then like, you know, then Wale's already in the mix. Like he's doing his songs. Pulls up Young Chris, pulls up Smoke Dizza, pulls up West Side Gun, pulls up you know uh, Flex Cartel, all these MC, all these MCs and Flex Cartels performing, and you know Woods and E text me like, "Yo, we downstairs right now." I go to get them, and usually when somebody comes in, we give the whole you know, "Yo, pulling up." Da, 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 da. The only people who pulled up with no introduction was Samoa Joe and the New Day. And when the new day pulled up, man, like I'm, I get goosebumps even like thinking about it now. It's like it's, it's like, it's like it, it felt like in that moment, it felt like bringing LeBron into Ohio. Mm. It's like, and nobody knows LeBron's pulling up. Mm. It's like every every time there was a a lapse in in. And and talking or moments, the crowd's chanting Kofi Mania, Kofi Mania. Like every time, like anytime, you know, Booker T is talking to his talking to people in the crowd, it's like, you know, this is I appreciate y'all. I'm going, he's going to the Hall of Fame for the second time, you know what I mean, with his brother for Harlem Heat or whatever. And but this weekend's all about Kofi, man. I hope he can do what I couldn't do, and yada yada yada. And it's black wrestling fans, bro. Like that I, I you know, I've never seen that many just in one place, and then to see them just bum rush the spot 
and see, and I've been in Sony Hall mad times. I've been in Sony Hall for some of the biggest rappers on the planet. I never heard that place get louder than when they rolled out. And then, like, you know, months later, WWE's hitting me. Like, yo, we're doing a, a Kofi Kingston 24. Can we get that footage? You know what I mean? And, like, that's part of I'm, – I'm so glad they made that a part of the story because it really was a real moment, man. Like, he was on this kind of, like, groundswell that we've – We've only seen with like Daniel Bryan, really. You know what I mean? Right. Where where it was it Real was organic. Authentic. Real it was organic. It was authentic. The people wanted it. You know what I'm saying? And like, there was no way you could deny this dude of his moment at this time. And as tired as he was, man, like he was doing media all day long. He was dead tired, and he and he told me straight up, like, "Yo, I've never experienced that in my life. Like, just walking in and just seeing like." that support it was like it was it was some i don't mean to like super duper gas it it was some muhammad ali shit it was some ali bumbaye like like, (laughs) i've had in in the the couple of folks that i've interviewed from the black folks from the ww like i've talked to leo rush Mm -hmm. and he because i if i'm not i feel like leo knew wale but it seems like when he was telling me about wale maybe he was kind of like that was what really started their relationship and him working on music and whatnot, or mm-hmm. get, getting that foot in the door. Yeah. Um, I in, I interviewed Biggie when Biggie was was out when it went with his uh when when he had the injury not too long mm-hmm. ago, a year or so ago, and I, it never went up for whatever reason. But um, he was we even had that conversation, you know, just talking like you know that shit is real. I, looking at Twitter that night and seeing the videos and, and the it tweets was a whatnot, it was a real moment, man. Like I've never in my life like felt that you know palpable like you can like you can like touch how much people wanted him to win and even if he didn't win people were just happy he was getting that moment and like as black wrestling fans we're all so conditioned to like expect the bullshit you know what i'm saying but like we're (laughs) we're so we're so conditioned to expect the bullshit and you know even like real life like the New Day, who, you know, I did a lot of work with when I was over there, they felt a, 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 a they definitely felt a way when I was kind of like let go right before this thing. So like even like as it's going on, like um, you know, they're like, yo, Kaz, like what would you say in this moment? Like, yo, like, you know, so I'm still helping them out because those are my I love those guys, those are my people. But there was some real life emotions going on there because it was like, man, like, you think they're gonna do all this, like, you know, are they gonna are they really going to go through with it? You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't until like Saturday night that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I think it's, I think, I think it's really going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's really going to happen. But it's, um, man, I that moment at Wiley Mania, I mean, goddamn, Samoa Joe coming up and doing public service announcement and, <laughs> you know, Leo Rush in the spot and Ricochet and Cedric Alexander and Big Swole and, God damn, uh, big strong boy. What's his name? Um, my Thank guy. You. Nah, nah, nah. The white. Uh, God damn. Uh, you know, Mustache Mountain. Um, damn, Tyler Bate. Ooh, Tyler Bate. Thank you, completely <laughs> forgot his name. I was completely <laughs> blanked on that. Tyler Bate came the drippy. He was by far the drippiest dude in the entire building. Like he came in with the low, like with the Gucci loafers, no socks, shades on. Posted up a West Side Gun with the with the collar pop, Shut like up. that's how like dri- like 
just completely <laughs> shitting on everybody. Like Corey, Corey Graves pulled up and told the world, like that was the first time he told the world that like him and Carmelo was a thing. Oh, so shit. like that was yeah, like that, already got it. That, that made the dirt sheets. Like he came in. So him and Vic Joseph, they I pulled up to them. They pulled up Super Smack, and uh, <laughs> we're just talking this shit. And um, you know, he he says, uh, "I know everybody. I know there's a bunch of internet fans that don't fuck with me, but I just want to tell you tonight, I'm feeling F A B O L U S. Wow! And then wow. he puts he puts Carmelo on Facetime and shit. Is it was there was there's so many moments. From that night, like if Ew. we have lots of footage, like my guy, my guy Snap God, who does a lot of Wiz Khalifa stuff and everybody else's stuff, smoke. There's a lot of New York. He does a smile at a smile at a photographer today. Mm. One day we're gonna put out a, 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 a. They don't know this yet, but one day we're gonna put out a, a documentary about that. that night Neither. because it was just, it was moments that you can't script. Moments that were just. That was just so cultural in so many ways in the hip hop and wrestling. And you know, now with, with how much the world has changed, like, damn, like, are we ever gonna get a moment like that? Like, as soon as it was done, the first thing was like, yo, Tampa blowing the roof off, LA, we blowing the roof off. Uh, uh, like, and you know, it was, Ooh, yeah, you know, yo, who, yo, Wale Mania definitely would have been the second livest event in, in, in God dang, uh, LA. Oh, after. After the Pod Nation brunch, the Pod Nation yeah. brunch. <laughs> I need that. Table and we, everybody, everybody was plotting for this year, but then you know the world shut down, so yeah, man, we had to push shit off. Corona. Huh. Right, so, so now you mentioned you, and and I, I don't want to. Nah, I ain't gonna preface it or nothing. Listen, you nah, go up. You, you mentioned Brooke, Booker T. You mentioned Mark Henry. There's mm-hmm. a conversation that we've been having. Ongoing for the last few months, um, and you you you've had to see it on a uh, uh, social media with those gentlemen. Some of the interesting comments they've made. Um, you can compare, you know, what their history has been, and you've seen you've been privy more, way more than you know. I mean, most is they are starting to, especially in the last few months, come off more as gatekeepers than OGs, like. Like MVP has been an amazing OG over the last few months. He's been he's been the MVP of OGs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To be corny a little bit. Mm. Um the but the 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 gatekeeping that that now is that does that seem are we imagining that? Um and I don't want you to to shovel no dirt dirt on anybody's name, but it, yeah, it's there's, there's, there's it's kind of something we've had an issue. Me specifically, um, I've had a, a, an issue with um, and and calling niggas out on it. You know what I'm saying? With, with whatever little voice I've got. No, no, no. I hear you. I mean, there was definitely a moment um, where I think uh, Naomi was trending, um, and Booker T said something that might have been taken the wrong way, taken a little sideways. And of course, it could have been worded better. But you got to understand. Booker T has been doing this for almost 30 years at this point, right? Like you could tell, and and I've known Booker T for a long time. um, You know, he is not coming. He ain't a hater. You know what I mean? Like he's not coming from a place of malicious intent. He's coming from a place of like, yo, I know what helps get people over. 
I know what helps. I've, I've worked with this dude for a long time. I've been in this business for a long time. And, you know, like he it's 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 a hard pill to swallow because, you know, pro wrestling and WWE specifically, I've seen it with my own two eyes. Like it is a a very confusing place to be at sometimes because, you know, most in most situations, you would think that like certain things would kind of take, be taken advantage of. But, you know, at the same time, you know, not everybody can get their moment at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. like I've seen it. I've seen it up close and personal where, you know, one of the hardest things about working at WWE was working on a storyline and literally, and I guess this is like kind of rough if like you're a fan of the shit too, but I mean, I guess you got to got to put that in the back. Literally like one of your favorite wrestlers you have nothing for. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I was working uh, to like when I first got there, I'm working 205 Live and I'm doing all this stuff. And like, and I love, love Kenta, love that dude. And I can't, and I got nothing for him. I can't, I can't get him on the show, but that doesn't mean, you know I mean? You're not going to get on the show eventually. And at the same time, if you're a talent, you understand like, all right, like that sounds good and all, but like, you know, this is my livelihood. And if I'm not getting on TV and, I'm, and people aren't seeing me and I ain't getting over, like who's to say they ain't going to just, you know, wish me well on my future endeavors in the next couple of months. So I understand where both people are coming from. My thing is Booker T, you got to understand he's work. He's done this for, I mean, damn near 30 years. He runs his own wrestling school. Like he's trained people like the Ember Moons, the Usos of the world, like people who are like legit, legit people, you know what I'm saying, in the company. Um, Mark Henry, who has traveled the world and has been instrumental in getting a bunch of black wrestlers signed. Like, I've seen it firsthand, him have a strong hand in getting Apollo Crews signed, a strong hand in getting Ricochet on, Rich Swan, like a lot of these guys, you know. So it's never, I, in my point of view, it's never came from a view of hating. It's came from a point of view of, I know how this place works. And if you want to, and I want to see you do well, but this ain't the way. And I'm not anybody like, bro, I've, I've worked with Trent. I've worked with Trinity. I've worked with um, Naomi for a long time. Nobody, everybody loves her. She's one of the most beloved people in not just backstage, but all of wrestling. Everybody wants her to get on. Everybody. She's been on Total Divas for a bunch of years. She has a ton of fans. Like everybody loves her. But everybody's time doesn't happen at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, and you kind of gotta sound shitty, sounds whack, but like, you know, sometimes you gotta you just gotta kind of keep doing you until you get subbed into the game, man. Like you gotta keep kind of riding yourself until coach puts you in. And you gotta take those opportunities. And she's she's done it. Like, you know, when 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 the Royal Rumble this year, I mean, I really do feel like there's a lot of people who took advantage of the pandemic and have risen since then. But I feel like somebody like Naomi, she is such an experience. You know what I mean? Like when she comes into the ring, when the glow music hits and she's got the helmet on and she's sliding down and doing this, like she is an experience. You know what I mean? And if you're not there to feel that and see that live, that's something that, you know, there's, there's, there's ways 
there's ways to get popping, right? Like you could, you know, have people who really want to get you on backstage or writers and all that type of stuff, whatever. And you could kind of like force people's hands. Like, listen, you hear those people, you see them going crazy for me. We got to do something. You know what I mean? And Naomi is such a live event experience that it's hard, man. It's, it's hard for her to kind of do her thing when there's really no crowd. And not to say that she still won't, but you saw how, how long she trended when the Royal Rumble came out, when she right. came out with the fro. People who don't even watch wrestling was like, yo, I don't watch wrestling, but I'll watch her. Who is that? Yeah. You know she what I'm saying? Like, did she get an Essence article right after that? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. She's so dope. She's one of the dope. Like, there's nothing that she can't do in that ring. But I'm saying, man, like, it's been it, – it was, it was a very – it, it was super unfortunate that she couldn't really capitalize off that Royal Rumble moment. Like I knew she would have, you know what I mean? She got a great placement. She had that stare off with Charlotte Flair. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? She had the thing with Bianca Belair. Like it was all right there. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's difficult sometimes, man. Like it's difficult sometimes. So I say all that to say, it's not, um, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go ahead and, and say like, you know, again, MVP, one of my longest, dearest friends. Great, great, great guy. Super duper triple OG. Um, I just think these guys have different ways of kind of going about it, man. Like MVP kind of has that, um, I would say from the outside looking in, and we haven't discussed this or anything like that. Like MVP's had enough experience outside of WWE to kind of like not necessarily have to abide by the Booker T's and Mark Henry's of the world. I mean, like, that's how you, that's how you get those, those gigs 10 I'm, I'm, years after you stop wrestling, man. Like, that's how you, that's how you host in the backstage shows. That's how you become an agent. That's how you, you, you run shit over there. You know what I mean? You kind of got to know how, how big homie thinks and, you know, and you got to kind of know how to play the game and, and, and that's what they do. Not to say that's all they do, but they're coming from a place of like, yo, I'm trying to help you out. This is how the game kind of goes here. Yeah, well, I've actually heard MVP say nigga, so I know he's official. <laughs> same, same. And only because you said it first is the reason why. I'll, I'll no, no, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It was, it was actually the roast of Booker T. Um, Bro, I, I love MVP <laughs> so much, man. Like he's he's been on my podcast a bunch of times. He's been he's one of the he's one of maybe like three people who's been at every single Wally Mania. MVP is super good in my book any day of the week. Love him. Yeah, that I think I think uh, I think Drip has a, a, a stat for us. What's the stat? Drip, you, you muted, my man. Trip, you muted. <laughs> my bad, I forgot. Uh, the Essence article was February fifth of this year, and it seems to also focus on Bianca Belair and Ember Moon for a portion of it. Naomi seems to be the center of attention as well. I, I remember the tweet going out. Specifically, there was a woman, a black woman, who said her daughter noticed Naomi on TV because of her hair. Mm -hmm. And was like, who is mommy? Who is that? And you know that. I mean, again, and I think that's the that's the thing because you bring up a great point. A about you know obviously experience and tenure and people who've played the game for decades, knowing what it takes to get up there, but um. I think representation also matters. And this is a, with the Black Lives Matter movement, with the protests, with everything going on, and that plus the idea, like we, we've been saying the last like three, four years, just the Black 
audience is really starting to become vocal, whether it's a podcast or just being on the... Like, Naomi trended because of how people felt she was being treated on SmackDown. So it's... it Even... And again, I don't know Booker T. I don't know any of these people like that, but I I can see Booker T being a guy who uh, is trying to give you that tough love, you know, trying to yeah. really give you those, yeah. those tough lessons. It's it's one of those things where maybe there's a different way of delivering it. Maybe maybe now isn't the time to, at the very least, appear like you're, you know, at the pedestal. And we also got to and we also got to remember the way the message was received too. like it was on Booker T's podcast. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times things could come off a little bit more harsh than it would be if him and Naomi was having just a one-on-one conversation. You know what I mean? So, uh, (laughs) but um, that being said, man, like one thing you can't really like give WWE any real crap for is their representation. Like in the past, like past three, four years, they have taken huge strides as far as like making sure that we're seeing a lot of people of color, whether they're black, whether they're Indian, whether they're Asian, you know what I'm saying? Like they are a truly a global brand. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that's sitting on, the, on those shareholders meetings and, you know, we, you know, even back, I don't know if they still do it, but back in the day when I was there, before we even started our creative meetings, before we even started our production meetings with uh, the team, when we start TV, we'd read social media reports and literally read, you know, what people are talking about. And, you know, also talk about like, you know, what's, uh, you know, what who, who we're going up against, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, as all that data kind of adds up, it's like, all right, yeah, we're doing, um, we're, we're you know, uh, the most, the most, the most social moment of the night was uh, Bobby Lashley doing such and such or Drew McIntyre doing such and such. So even if like you wasn't positioned highly on the show, if you were consistently getting the most social moment of the night, they're going to start putting more stock into you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that really did help. And on top of that, there was also be like the moments where, you know, this you, you see uh, you know the, the 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 you know the the chairmans and 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 the, and the stockholders that you know the the people on the board from all walks of Bassett Entertainment. I mean Steve Barron, who is um, you know who who ran Parkwood Entertainment, Beyonce stuff. He's on the board. You know what I'm saying like oh, on the other on the other hand, you got uh the, the one of the chairman of Barstool Sports on the board. You know what I'm saying? And these are all people who understand what you know diversity means and 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 how you know granted yes it is a good thing for you know people to see people that look like them but they also know that it's it, it pays it pays to be it pays to be diverse and it pays to tap into an audience at a certain time at a certain moment to be like all right yeah you know we're gonna make sure we're gonna have a black world champion you know what i'm saying i don't even think i ever told anybody this but like literally my first week there um Damn, I definitely never told anybody this. This is when Road Dog was running. Uh, <laughs> Road Dog was running SmackDown, and he was like, "Yo, we're gonna we're we're going into we're going into Fox with a Black World Champion." Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that was something that they were they were set on. Even when I went into, to get my do my interview, um, first thing I asked the you know the um, the the HR people was like, you know, it's a little light in here. What are you guys doing about diversity? 
And they were like, you know, it's it's a high priority here. We're working on it. And to their credit, they absolutely have, you know, gotten, you know, even if it's not as much as it should be, they've taken steps and they've absolutely, you know, when it comes to television, you know, you're going to see like, what is it, like 60 or 70 percent of the champions are all people of color? When's the last time that's ever happened? I mean, like you got Sasha Banks, you got Oscar, you got the Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley, like you got all both these people, both tag team champions. champions. Like it's the first time, you know what I mean, that I've seen this in my lifetime. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, and again, like I, I've never asked them this, but like if, if I put a gun to my head, I'm pretty sure their plan was to go into Fox with Bobby Lashley as champion. And I think Kofi, the Kofi yeah. moment just kind of, yeah. kind of came, and they had to they had to pull the trigger on it because if I remember correctly, I think the plan was originally Dana Bryan and Kevin Owens going mm-hmm. into WrestleMania with the with the world title, and then, yeah. you know, yeah. shout out KO, I do love KO so much. He was like, "You are not putting me in that situation. This is <laughs> Kofi's moment." Right. This well, is Kofi's moment. It, it was what Ali had gotten injured, and then Kofi took his spot, and it was just, yeah. it was something about that Kofi and Daniel Bryan moment. And yeah, then, yeah I, I think to your credit, you know, that, that was the social thing. Everybody was seeing, and they turned that into a movie. It was. It was. It was uh, Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. and I think if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, and I think it could have been Money in the Bank when it really first started. When it really first started was at Money in the Bank when the New Day was all like deciding which one of them was going to be in it, right? And they all came out together and like Woods came out and acted like he was going to take off his jacket and he was like, nah, 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 they ain't going to be me. Yeah. And then Big E came out and took off his jacket and he's like, nah, 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 it ain't me. And then once Kofi walked out, the place exploded like Fuck yeah, Kofi. Like it's about time. No, 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 no. And it's like that's that that was when the first like thing went off in my brain. I was like, damn, why not? Why not? Why not, Kofi? Why not? Why not, Kofi? And then I remember a segment I was writing for SmackDown on New Year's Day. Never forget it. Um, new the New Day kicked off the show. And, you know, Biggie was in a diaper and a New Year's baby diaper. And they were all talking about the New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And we were, we were going <laughs> to, we wrote something in there about like, you know, things that they're going to do. And they're like, you know, yeah, you know, I want to do this, that, that. Like, you know, I want to do this. And COVID's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to go for the world title. It's like, you know, it's not like I haven't been here for 12 years and, you know, I'm worried. And like, he's like kind of like talking himself crazy. And then they're like, Kofi, Kofi, calm down, calm down, calm down. One day, one day it's going to happen. One day it's going to happen. And we wrote it out. We wrote it in as like a joke. It's like, yeah, man, why not Kofi? But then, you know, happenstance sort of happens. Ali gets hurt. Kofi ends up in the elimination chamber match. He burns it down. And then they they all had that moment. I think that was literally my last week working there. They all had that moment where they're sitting on the steps, mm-hmm. and you know the the new day are just like, you know, just just like comforting him. And Biggie saying something along the lines of like, "Yo, get these flowers, man. Get these flowers. Get these flowers, yeah. Get these." Flowers. And then ev- and everybody felt that. Now, everybody. We were, we were on the phone that night. Just like, Yo, did y'all see that shit? That's, yeah. it, it was a moment. It was a real. It was a moment. moment. And yeah. right there, when I was like. Right there, when I was like, they're, they're going with him. He's he's getting that moment. He's gonna get that moment. So that's when it, it kind of all kinda, the 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 groundswell kind of started. And you can't you can plan for those moments as much as you can, but the best parts, the best sort of moments, is when 
it's the the crowd gives it to you and and they and, they, and you can't be denied it and they won it and um you know we got one of the greatest moments in wrestlemania history because of it. yeah 100% now now we've um we 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 talked a bunch of like moments like moments are really really important um one of the other moments you know what i mean uh was the 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 Kaepernick knee um in that, mm-hmm. that celebration Mm-hmm. Um, which is super black. Um, what's the blackest thing other than possibly that Kaepernick knee that you got on TV? <laughs> oh man, several things that if you're not if you're not an Easter egg hunter, you're not gonna find it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, so okay, let's think, let's think. Um, I still need to know who got that pause on TV with uh <laughs> with, with 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 the with the profits. I want to know who who got the nigga the, pro- <laughs> the pause head man. I, I need to know who they don't know about that. It had to be my man. It had to be yo because don't know about that. They don't know nothing about that. Nah. I mean, um, wasn't necessarily like a super black moment. One of my favorite black moments was uh the new day joining the five timers club. Um, that was, uh, you know, we got to bring King Booker back in Toronto Mm -hmm. and, uh, that was super fun. And we never got through rehearsals because they kept laughing the whole time Mm -hmm. and doing the spinner Roonies. And that was great. Um, there was a time we got the new day to, um, uh, pretty much quote sicko mode throughout an entire promo and nobody caught on to it. I was like, as long as we can, as long as, as long as it, as long as it made us laugh, like we did it, like it didn't matter. As long as we had it, we had it, we had a place to get to no matter how we got there. If, if, if the guys thought it was funny, it was getting on TV. Like Vince, Vince gave those carte blanche when it came to any sort of like cultural moments. It was like, Oh, it's cool. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Great. Works. Um, what else, man? Uh, you you were there for the 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 battle, the the New Day Usos. The, the- oh gosh, so that was right before my time. Uh, ah. But I was I was I was with I was talking to Wale about the whole time. Uh, the Usos, man, that was an incredible, <laughs> incredible moment. Um, a moment that I did put together that I wasn't super proud of that I know could have been so much better was we tried to like do it again. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but we tried to like recapture the magic of that battle rap mm. with uh, it was the Usos versus the bar, right? Like there was a time that the bar was like trying to outdo the Usos and everything. So they were like, yo, we're going <laughs> to. I just remember this. That was so bad. <laughs> you know, so like Seamus and Cesaro like came out like dressed like vanilla ice. Oh, <laughs> and they were doing and they did a song called Ice Ice Shamey. <laughs> so, like, the Usos did what they did. Like they came in, they're like, yo, we got something, don't worry. Da, 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 da. I was like, trust y'all, go for it. But you know, uh, for, the record, would, for the record, if they did, I would be okay with Uso <laughs> saying nigga. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, never around me, but same. Like it, it wouldn't bother me as much. I'd probably get canceled for it, but I'm just like, you know, you know they just they, they're all right. Um, they were they were they were actually supposed to be the guest of honor this year in Tampa. Mm, they were supposed to be those guys sense. coming in and you know getting their flowers um with with their pops. Uh, so it was, um, damn, what are the, what are the moments that I had? Like, 
it was so many. I did some stuff with Elias, you know what I mean? Where like he kind of like made fun of like a couple of rappers and stuff like that, and that were in their town, and just you know, Leo Rush and, and Lashley, we did a bunch of stuff together. And like, man, if I I got I gotta go back and watch like WWE network stuff. I'm like, I know there's a few things that I really that I snuck in there that were like, all right, they're not gonna they're not gonna know what this means. Whatever. Let's yeah. let's <laughs> I think that, that was the stuff that was especially when the new day was really hitting that stride that we can do what everyone on TV type shit. It was yeah. and, and you you I, I and it's no shade to them, but you know that there has to be someone on the inside that is on the timeline. They know exactly the yeah. right thing for that week. Yeah. And I mean, again. Oh, okay. Here's another one. I remember. I remember when. uh, Oh, they came out the car. Okay, that's another one. That's when they came out the Steph Curry's. There's another moment where, um, oh my gosh, we got a Jesse Small Ledge. Oh shit! Oh shit! It was with Big E, and um, man, I think they were talking about uh, yeah, man, you know, there's so many crazy shows out there. They're just doing anything for people to watch. And it's like you know, it's kind of like Empire. It's like they'll do anything. Like it was, it was. Um, I, I wish I could remember it correctly, but like the Jesse Smollett joke that we snuck in there got like a got like a ooh from the. <laughs> Which is the best, the best sort of thing you can do, um, man. I gotta, oh man, I got, I gotta go watch them. If you just watching this WWE Network, anything in like mid end of 2017 to the beginning of 2019, you know what I mean? Like there's some, there's there's some stuff in there, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, if you see some new day stuff or. 205 Live stuff or Lashley Leo or Elias and Kevin Owens or uh, there's a, there's a lot in there. So Roman and Bobby Lashley, lots of lots of stuff. You know where it came from. I I, I did I want to take it back a little bit because you mentioned about uh when we were talking about black fans specifically and people being, you know, kind of disappointed or going into a situation feeling that, you know, ugh. You know, some shit might go down. You already right. know what it's going to be. Last week, um, we kind of went back and forth about, t- again, taking it back to Impact and, and Omega and Impact. My thought as an old pro wrestling fan watching NWA and all that shit is when the, 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 the big champion from the one federation comes to visit the other federation, at some point there's going to have to be a confrontation between that champion and that federation's champion, mm-hmm. and I knew it wasn't going to happen. I act. I probably. I think I said we're probably going to get a situation where, at best, Rich Swan's going to be walking one way down the hall, and maybe Omega's going to be walking down the other way, and they have like a look, a glance, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Rich could even get on the bus now. <laughs> the, and, and, and shout out to like Public Enemy. Shout out to Drip. They hit me immediately that night. We're like, "Yo, we uh, you you called it. You knew what the fuck was going to happen." Yeah. But I guess the question is, it, it seems like AEW and Impact are going to be rocking for a, at least a little bit. Um, do we think, with the way Kenny Omega is talking, that we might see Kenny versus whoever is coming out of Final Resolution as a as the Impact World Champion? having some type of match either on impact or like if, if I could get Chris Bay as an impact world heavyweight champion on, on dynamite, dynamite 
going again. Like, do we think that's out? Do we see that happening in the near future? I don't think that's out of the question. I think uh, if I'm a get, if I'm a betting man, I mean, he kind of teed it up this past weekend saying, you know, he's the collector again. So like, you know, he wants to kind start collecting, he wants to start collecting, you know, world titles and the most, you know, so I feel like there's going to be something there. I feel like if it's not Rich Swan or, or, or Chris Bay or, or probably even Moose, I mean, that's a, that's a black ass main event scene. So I like that a lot. Um, I think if I'm AEW, that kills a lot of birds with one stone. I feel like that helps their diversity issue. Like you don't see a whole lot of like top, black talents on their company and instead of like you know pandering or doing anything just be like hey work with impact take the world champion bring them on aw dynamite have them get a quick rub you know what i'm saying like so i could definitely see chris bay or rich swan or moose uh showing up at uh at aw dynamite and and, and going at kenny omega um and that's where the whole territories and you know other companies working together sort of thing gets a little tricky because it's like, all right, who's going over? <laughs> like, who's going to, you know what I mean? Like, who's going to be the guy to, to kind of eat this? Like, yeah, we are a bigger company and we are, you know, people are watching our show because of you. But at the same time, it's like, of course he's going to go over. But at the same time, it's like, all right, you are the bigger company. You don't really lose much by having Kenny Omega give, Rich Swatter, Chris Bay, or Willie Mack, or 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 or, or Moose, uh, a big win like yeah. that helps the company Kenny Omega, overall. Kenny Omega, Willie Mack would be insane. Yeah, I insane. agree. I agree, man. I agree, and and on top of that, I, you know, I feel like this is going to be something that goes on for a while. I don't think it's going to be a couple of one-offs. I think there's going to be a nice little bridge there where eventually we get something between world champions. And, you know, maybe here's the thing. If I'm, if I'm eyeballing it right now, we are three, maybe four months away from the most wrestling heavy period of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be a super show. I mean, I feel like the, the seeds have been planted for a New Japan, AEW, Impact Wrestling, like, mega show, uh, probably in, like, April or something, right around WrestleMania time. Or if maybe, maybe they don't want to, you know, ride the coattails of, like, the biggest show. But, like, if I'm them, you know, I want to have a, a super mega show that, you know, while everyone's watching wrestling, like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna have these people drown out. I mean, like, WWE has like bottomless pockets; they can call up the Rock and have them work shit. Like, what are you gonna do right. to combat that? You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, there's there's gonna be a super show, and, and if you're doing that, like, you're gonna need those world champions coming in and, and just burning it down. And even if they lose, you know, like, you're not gonna you're not gonna give away a champion versus champion from a different type of show on a regular tv show that's going to be a pay-per-view that's going to be something where i need my guy to look good you need your guy to look good here's 40 minutes have them just fucking go at it and you know no matter who wins we both come out looking good you know what i'm saying so just trying to think of like because i I don't think aw has a pay-per-view until february february march something like that i think that is what is their first one of the whatever uh is it Revolution? I don't know. Drip, if you could look that up, I'd appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But um, they, they have, I, I saw that they do have a holiday 
bash coming up either the end of December or sometime in January. But I think, you know, it's, it's stuff like this. The other thing that was happening Tuesday night was a lot of people talking about, oh, shit, are they about to merge? Is AEW about to buy Impact? But they forget that that first all-in, there was no AEW. You, you had people from TNA. You had people from ROH. You had mm-hmm. people from a number of different organizations coming together to really make that. So it's 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 not new. Kenny Kenny was a AAA mega champion last year or whatever. Or he, still is. he still is yeah. a AAA mega champion. Yeah. Right. And, and they, they were talking about that title on TNT. So I think people need uh, – maybe it's – I don't know if it's that people are newer fans so they don't know this type of stuff or remember when ECW was still an organization – invading raw and and like how wcw used to work with some of the japanese organizations like uh-huh. it's not new but it's it's you i guess it's unique because people are seeing that not only is it tnt but like tony khan that he, his pockets are deep well it's, it's the first time we, we've seen it in like the the monopolized wrestling era right like right. it's when wwe once wwe kind of like you know won the monday night wars Nobody's really had a, like a, a snowball's chance in hell to really like at least even making a dent in their in their at their empire. And now, still, it's not really making a dent. But you know, there's there's a, a legitimate alternative right now for the first time in twenty years. And um, you know, and I guess depending on how you look at Impact or TNA, but like as far as like major cable company as far as like billionaire pockets as far as like you know if i don't like you know wrestlers in wwe are using AEW for leverage when it comes to contract negotiations man because they know they can go somewhere and get paid just as good or or even better you know so it's the first time that's happened in a long time and um you know it's again it's not new but it absolutely puts, um, you know, WWE and just pro wrestling in general in a fun new space because we haven't gotten to see this in a long, long time. So, and, you know, it's kind of forcing WWE's hand. Like Triple H said on the call where he said, you know, NXT's open for business. WWE's open for business. So, like, who's going to who's gonna bite first? Like, who's going to, you know, mm-hmm. who's going to make that move? Like, is it, are they going to work with New Japan? Are they going to work with Shimmer? Are they going to go to progress like i don't know like it's 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 a, it's an exciting time for wrestling fans man so we'll see how that goes that's a fact man i think i think drip got a stat for us yeah according to aw's website revolution will take place on february 27th 2021 okay. that's so, three days after i turned 26 so. what am i talking about you <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding i'm just kidding but uh <laughs> So that that gives them you, you have a good like two and a half months, maybe a little more to 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 build it on TV. Maybe even have some type of special event on you know it's quarantine. So sometimes like they they turn so many of those dynamites into fighter fest and all, winter is coming. What's the whole thing like? You know you can you can make a big event where it doesn't oh, even have sure. to be. It, it doesn't even have to be matches upon matches, federation versus federation, but make a moment where these impact guys are coming through to be like, yo, y'all y'all not gonna keep disrespecting us. We're doing our we're doing I just need I need Chris Bay on TNT. I, there were a lot there were a lot of people this past Tuesday night 
who and shout out because Chris Bay, he's he's gonna be. We'll talk about Super J Cup in a sec, but he, I mean, he's doing things right now. But there are wrestling dirt sheet accounts, news out news sites that have blue check marks that were saying, "Who is this man? I've never seen him before." I like, told y'all niggas. I- <laughs> I love it. I love it. Shout out to pre-production. But, um, um, we're we're in a moment where like Chris Bay and Chris Bay has that swag of like being the rock star. Like he, yo, and and Cody, Cody has went on record and saying like he's a big fan of his. Like he was on the AW, you know, radar before he ended up signing to Impact. So I mean, like you know, there's. Something's he's he's got a lot of he's he's super young he's still super new man like he's got he's got a lot of cachet and you know I'm I don't think Impact pulls the trigger right now but he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna be the face of that company sooner rather than later man. Facts. We we uh, Chris Bay shouts out to you for your support. We've been we look look we rock with Chris. I know Chris rocks with us. We're we're, we're trying to make something happen, but uh. We, I don't want to speak too much out of turn. We would have been early to all of people would have known who Chris Bay was if our plans had went through. We're probably going to be in a situation where people will be able to learn more about him after he's already become a thing because uh, you know that that's just how shit goes. But just break the timeline, check his wardrobe. He know and we know. Yeah. <laughs> he, there, there was that whole video with him and uh Katie Forbes going back. He had the, he had the, the hoodie oh, yeah. on. Like she was, she was shaking the she was shaking that owl meat and um <laughs> and, and he had on the hoodie, you know what I'm saying? It was it was it was a great situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, I refuse to speak on, on Mrs. Rob Van Dam. <laughs> so, Don't worry. Don't worry, champ. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're here for. Wait, throw, throw Dribble on for a sec. I want to. Yeah. I want to get some info on these 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 AEW days because these are like three or four different shows here. Drip. What are they doing? Yeah. So Wednesday, December twenty third, they're doing Holiday Bash. That's immediately following Celtics Bucks. December thirtieth, they're doing yeah. New Year's Smash Night One, and that says with special guests. So Chris um, Bay, Chris Swan. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh. Again, January 6th is New Year's Smash Night 2 with special guest Snoop Dogg because the cross branding was. People are pissed at that, right? And WWE's they, apparently they pissed at that. Tight. They tight. You man. What can you do? Like, he, he's got a whole show over. Like, that's what it is. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that week is when. That's what it is. When, hey, yo, whatever. Uh, the go, hey, yo, the go hey, big show. Go if big. They don't let Snoop call a match. They have dropped it. If they don't, that's let what they're gonna do. Call a match, but you gotta do it in your your late hour because Snoop gonna be high and he gonna cuss a little bit. Pride, y'all mm. ain't look like two uncles in the backyard tussling the cuss. You know what I'm saying it's gonna listen, but let them get them bars off. But they they let Chris Jericho say he he throw fifteen shits in a promo, shit and bullshit and dick and all that. Like it's really like fourteen year old humor, but it's it's a lot. It, there's a lot. So you. I'm not saying Snoop need to be out there with a blunt, but like you know, it should be. It should they, be. They need to have. They need, to, they need to have him call uh, Luchasaurus so he can be like a dinosaur. What the fuck's a dinosaur doing in the ring? Like, <laughs> hey, a dinosaur came in there, kids. It's crazy out here. <laughs> like, no. Again, but, that's, 
I, it would be fire <laughs> for them niggas to really work an angle. You know how like the NBA just came out and like ah, we probably ain't gonna piss these niggas no more. Like just be like like the AEW should come out and really say ah, we're not pissing these niggas neither. Like I I, I would. If so, my, my thing, I guess, with AEW is they don't have bookers, right? They don't have a, a, a or I'm sorry, they don't have a writing team. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always talk about those voices in the room, but ain't no room, right? And the so writers are the wrestlers, yeah. That, yeah, that, the inmates, that, the inmates run tricky. the asylum. That gets tricky, man. I think it can if it, 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 you just have to be with the right people, and I don't know if this is not it, it's a situation where are these the right people or maybe they need like a small committee of people who are just committed to putting together the best timeline for these matches or, or the stories or what have you. Um, until that happens, we got what we got and it's a bunch of, I, someone showed a, it was a graphic for this past week's show. It was two women mentioned on there, one by name. And then it was like 50 dudes. Like it, there's just so much of this, I, I, I don't want to sound like an AEW hater this week, so I'm I'm gonna chill right now. Um, yeah, black. It's, it's hard to find a lot of black people that fuck with AEW. I've noticed. No, nah, it's, <laughs> it's because they have relegated the darks to dark. AEW dark. Yeah, I thought that was. I didn't think that was just a. I thought that was a play on the words. I'm like, all right, so this is where all the the black wrestlers are. I had no idea. It um, makes sense. It yeah. Makes sense. I mean, uh, they got, uh, I don't know why, man. Like, I, w- I really want to fuck with AEW, and I've I've gotten I've gotten more comfortable with them in the past couple of weeks. Like, I, I thought the Sting shit was cool. Um, I'm a big fan of the Bucks. Um, Mo and Joe, Mo and Joe Buck. I don't know their name. It's just, it's just. There's no diversity at all, man. Like it's like it's just it's a very it's a very white like, and I could I could I could deal with some white shows. I watch a lot of white shit, but that's a very white show. Hey, hey, hey! I let like like Jerry Seinfeld like fifteen years. (laughs) (laughs) Like the casting director of Friends is like this is a very white show. (laughs) 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 It's a lot. Like goddamn. Well, uh, speaking of shit that's going to get a little blacker this year, um, Super J-Cup is, it starts this weekend, and they got they have Chris Bay, they got Leo Rush, and they got Super ACH out there. You, Kaz, you a big, uh, you, you watch a lot of Japan? Um, I ain't going to lie. I have it in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a while since I've, I've, I've you know, that New Japan's kind of like done anything to really like get my attention, but I'm a you know Leo Rush is my guy. Love that dude to death. Um, he's the real winner of the Wednesday Night Wars, by the way, because he's on the number one show in cable television, MTV The Challenge. So make that's, sure that's right. That's, <laughs> and uh, for now, for now, for now. yeah, for now. No, just no, yeah. no MTV. I'll be no spoilers, all right? No need. <laughs> well, it's it just I'm not watching, it, but it just started. So who know who knows how long he'll make it through? So but um. You know, I think uh, I, I will check out the Super J Cup. Um, you know, I like Leo Rush a lot. I mean, in the finesse, Chris Bay is going to be in there. ACH. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun ways they can go with that. So um, I'm hoping. I mean, you know, Leo's Leo is a guy who I think could be a megastar, man. I've I've always said that since like the first time I met him. I'm like, this dude, he just got it, um, and 
I just think he needs a place that really gets him and lets him be him. You know what I'm saying? And once they get that, the sky, sky's the limit for him. Sky's the limit. And maybe it's WWE again, once again. I don't know. MTV, you know, getting on MTV is a good look. And, you know, and, and it's never – the door's never really closed in WWE unless you do some wild shit. You know what I'm saying? So Jackson, Jackson Riker's back or whatever. <laughs> no, nah, I, thought, I thought everybody no, put him back. back. Everybody he's back back. about him. Yeah, no, he, he's a, back. He's with Elias. It was, yeah, he's, he's Elias is a security guard on main event. They snuck him in. They snuck him in the main event. Oh so wow! Well, so. He's back. God he's back. dang. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, that dream. Dream is back too. Um. So, Mar Sullivan. Mar Sullivan was. I mean, hey. was back. Apparently, he's gone now. Yeah. yeah. They ain't got nothing for him. <laughs> the real quick about the Super Jake. About the Super J Cup, um, there is a realistic chance that either Chris Bay or Super ACH could be in the finals based on how their bracket works. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Bay faces Clark Connors and a Super ACH faces TJP. The winners of those would face each other. So Super ACH beats TJP and Chris Bay beats Clark Connors. They'll face each other and the winner of that will go to the finals. So there's a realistic chance that one of those guys um, could eventually win it just based on how everything goes. Hey, listen, man, if, if you let one of those companies beat you to diversity, if you let New Japan, <laughs> they, they done been calling y'all all kinds of guy jeans and all this stuff. <laughs> nigga, if you let them. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I can see. I can 1,000% see Chris Bay winning the world, the, the, the Super J Cup, man. Like, it's usually those guys with the big buzz. And he's got, he's got buzz, man. He's got buzz. So I could. I can see it. Who knows? Who knows? Well, shit. I think that's all we got this week for pro wrestling news. But uh, one thing we like to do every week, Kaz, was we like to, for everybody, crown our Black Wrestler of the Week. So I'm wondering, Big Kaz, who is your Black Wrestler of this week? Uh, Black Wrestler of the Week. I'm going to have to go with my brother, my man, Seti, Cedric Alexander, man. I feel like Cedric. Cedric's on the ride right now. I think uh, he's gonna he's getting the he's getting the real big rub from the hurt business. He's gotten a couple of dubs over the new day, and um, the singles competition, right? Like, so I'm liking that they're putting him in singles competition. He's he's always been. I don't know how the hell he ever made 205 live because I'm like, you're the biggest 205 pound dude I've ever seen in my life. You and you, and, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I don't say you and Buddy yeah. Murphy. I'm like, I don't know what scale y'all motherfuckers is on. <laughs> y'all are not 205 pounds, but um, yeah, I, I like Cedric Alexander a lot. I've liked him since his Ring of Honor day. I've liked him since his indie days, and you know, he, you know, it, it's it, it'll be a, a beautiful full circle moment from from please sign Cedric. To you know, really being a real player in the hurt business, and they kind of like they kind of throw in, they're starting plant planting the seeds that Cedric might be a little bit more arrogant than he's letting on. Probably thinking he's bigger than the hurt business. Maybe after New Day, this New Day thing happens, maybe there'll be some little, I don't want to say infighting, but you know, we we called we called Ricky Starks the pebble, but I, maybe Cedric might be the you know becoming the the, the pebble of, of the hurt business. In, in maybe the- listen, all I know is if if we get Cedric Alexander to buy the hurt business a bunch of solid gold Rolexes and gives MVP a picture of himself, shut <laughs> it all down. 
Shut it all down. I'll be the greatest push ever. Yep, he's stomping niggas and loafers for the rest of his career. (laughs) (laughs) Fam, who's your black rats of the week? Hey, listen, man, I have never been sadder to be safe, to feel safe wearing my chain anymore, man. I'm going with my nigga Zeus. Great call. Great call. Rest in peace, Tiny Man. Rest in peace, Debo. Yes, sir. How about you, Drip? Ricky Starks, of course. I mean, Drip God. Drip God. God Goddamn. Can I I pick two? Can I pick two? Goddamn. I forgot. I gotta I gotta pick my man Big E, man. Big E got the solo debut this week. New entrance music, courtesy of my brother Wale. Brought he the powder, powder back, back like, like Miami. Know. He bought the powder back <laughs> like Miami. Get your nose right. I'm sorry. When you get sorry, it, when I'm you got a real, when you got a real artist on the entrance music, that smells like a push to me, brother. So I think it's, I think it's time. I think it's gonna be Biggie's time this year. He's a. I looked at the odds for the Royal Rumble. He's a heavy favorite to win it. I mean, you know, there's. There's a lot of things to like about Big E coming up. So I, I'm cheating and taking to Big E and Cedric Alexander. Yeah, that's perfect. It's, especially the fam's uh, joke earlier. Oh, I was going to say that Ricky Stark sold Big E the powder. So. I <laughs> 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 like it. <laughs> well, with with, like it. with no. math not being here, I guess somebody has to have uh, two black rasses to represent. Yeah. Um, legit. I think finally I did. After Tuesday, there's no way I can say anybody but Chris Bay. And he, Chris Bay might be my black wrestler for the next couple of weeks. But, uh, I, again, we, we've talked about him throughout the whole episode. I think mm-hmm. it's not just how he is on the show. It's not just how he is in the ring. But then you go online. and I, he, he's, he's working on tw- – he's, he's putting in so much work that you can just see – it's, I don't know if it's the promised land. I don't know if it's going to be championship gold, but there's something for him out there in the very near future, and I can't wait to see him achieve whatever that's going to be. That man's got a big and bright future. So, yeah, salute. Oh, Chris Bay, we're trying. My nigga, 100%. Yo, it's, it's funny. When you talk about, like, um, when you can start to see niggas grinds outside of what it is that they're actually doing – I'll never forget, man, I used to work in this hotel, uh, Courtyard by Marriott. This is uh, maybe 2000, 2000. Nah, it's like 2099. And and, and WWE, it's their hotel for the weekend or whatever. And that head of security, the big white dude, the salt and pepper hair, I can never mm-hmm. remember his name. Um, he comes out and, and, and he, he's sitting at the bar with uh, Pat Patterson and some other guy. And they are talking about Triple H at the bar. Like, mm-hmm. and this is before, you know, the boss's daughter and all that. And he's, he, and they talk about his grind. When you hear other people talk about a man's grind and he isn't there, you know it's official. There's something going on. That's right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Kaz, let the people know where they can find you on social media. Or uh, you got a lot of jobs. So, I mean, you know, whatever you got to shout out to keep the checks rolling in, where can people find you? Well, you can follow me on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, at Kazim, K-A-Z-E-E-M. You can check out my podcast, my brother, Low Key, and my homegirl, Rosie, Say Less, uh, every Monday um, or wherever you stream podcasts. Uh, you can check out my show if you're in the New York area or you got Fubo TV or YouTube, wherever, MSGAM, every morning at 8 o'clock. 
Um, you can check out the show that I executive produce and show run starring DJ Khaled called The First One, only on Amazon Music. Just dropped a new episode with P. Diddy today. Um, incredible episode. Um, and um, you can check me out talking wrestling every Thursday on The Ringer on the Masked Man show with uh, my brother Dave Shoemaker. And yeah, shout out Shoemaker. And you can catch me this weekend on the WWE Network. I'm going to be a guest on the Swerve City podcast with uh, Swerve Scott. I think Wade Barrett and uh, Vic Joseph are the guests. So uh, check me out, man. I'm staying busy, staying working. <laughs> what about you, Finn? Where you at? Hey, man. Ilfam790, your social media choice. But absolutely more importantly, every weekend on the at Where's Buffy podcast. You already know what it is, man. Rest in peace, Buff. Rest in peace, Zeus. Uh, and depend three or four more of these. Rest in peace, me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Drip? Dripping working. Dripping trying to get his uh, yep. game going. Yeah, that. yeah. Follow me on Twitter, Davis, aka Drip. Uh, Davis Colton DC on the IG. That's right. You'll find my other podcast I'm working on. But most importantly, Stack Guy for BRP Black Wrestling. Oh, then we don't get where, 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 where to be an ally, Drip. I like you. Mm-hmm. Imagine being out in public and you just see this little white nigga with the black rascal with the nigga with the beret on it, and he walking around with the hoodie and the chain. And if you don't want to take his chain, (laughs) (laughs) I I told you guys on Thanksgiving, my grandpa, my dad had told me my grandpa asked about what's this black wrestling that Davis keeps posting about. I'm like. I gotta explain it to him. Like, if it's, it's like wrestling, though, it's what it is. But, like, I'm the white right, guy on the black right, right. show. Yeah, like, you all right. You have the safest job on the show. Everybody needs to like it. <laughs> it's like, come on, drip, talk to the cops. I know it's literally the Chappelle joke where, like, I didn't know I could go that fast. It's like, chip, no, chip, drip, it all works out. Matt Cowell on Twitter, at Black Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. BlackWrestling.com is the website. And as always, you can find the Black Wrestling Podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Pod, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Again, Black Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. You can see all of our faces and a bunch of other episodes from, you know, the last couple of months or whatever. We're trying to build that up. So please support. Oh, and if you're rocking with the Black Wrestling Snapbacks, there are still some available, I believe. On blackwrestling.bigcartel.com. Salutes to math. Good luck. Um, yeah, good luck on that. Don't ask me about the nation crew next. Don't ask me about these. The, we, we're chilling for a minute. Follow the Instagram, Black Wrestling, if you want to be clued in on the next merch drop. Uh, shit, Kaz, thank you very much for coming through. Really appreciate it. Glad we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. We'll catch the rest of y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>